Oh, hi, it's your co-host Jason Klom, and this is obviously Dave Foley, part one. We could not have been more excited, but I wanted to let you know that this is a part one, just in case you were confused as to why we didn't end on our normal outro. Um, so just wanted to give you a heads up. So, um, yeah, please enjoy this episode and catch you later, B-Cakes. <laughs> I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza, I'm Alan Rickards. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza, I'm Alan Rickards. And this is Dispatches, Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. <laughs> With Jen on the ether. Here we go again. We make the noise. Hi, everyone. Hi, Jen. <laughs> um, our guest this week is Dave Foley. Hi, Dave Foley. Woo. Hi. How, um, how, uh, hi. How are hi. you? I'm very well. I'm <laughs> very well. How, yeah. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for, thanks for, uh, thanks for taking an interest in the show. No one remembers. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. We actually enjoy the theme song, and I understand you hate it. No, I don't hate it. You I hate can't it. remember it. You can't remember it. Okay. Uh, I think it's Mike Post's worst work. Uh-huh. Fair. Uh, Fair. Because uh, I can, I, I listen to it every, every week mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, on our stage. Sure. Sure. And uh, I've, I, if you, if you, gun to my head, yeah. I could not hum it. Right Even now. with the lyrics they wrote to it. Are there lyrics? They wrote to... a couple lyrics. Oh, no. One day a robot not... came, a spaceship came down from Venus, out came a robot, it's Dave Nelson. Oh, I haven't even that heard help? that. No, no, that doesn't help. Doesn't help. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah, I, now, can you do that with a melody? Because one day a spaceship came down from Venus. Out came a robot. It's mm-hmm. Dave Nelson. And then it, the only other line is the ending, ah, which is, and they all live goes. together on a boat. That's now you got. That's that's a terrible melody. <laughs> I, you're right. You know when you sing it out loud like that, it's, it's just it's, terrible. It's. Ter- it would... I'm saying the fact that I and I love music. Sure. <laughs> You're, uh, you're a fan of music. And I, I can, I can hum almost every other Mike Post theme imaginable. Mm-hmm. Give me one. Mm-hmm. Hill Street Blues. Uh, Hill Street? Did he do Hill Street Blues? He did Hill Street Blues. Yeah. He did uh, the Rockford Files. Mm-hmm. He did do you, do you uh, think... Law and Order. He did. I mean, uh, the Rockford Files just burrows into your head, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. But, uh, but news radio. I, again, I'm, I'm on the damn show, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I cannot remember. It, uh, after just hearing it now, uh-huh. I've already forgotten. It. Okay, that's fair. Okay, at least I understand yeah. it's not hate. It's just forget. No, I, the comedy I think it's on almost, the show might have yeah. overshadowed the theme song. No, I though. think I think it's a, almost a miraculous achievement in in um, in com- composing mm-hmm. that Mike Post managed to uh, create. Basically, like this, I guess what Snapchat started out as uh, a, a theme that immediately disappears from your consciousness moments after hearing it. He's bound to have a miss, I guess. Yeah, but that, this is beyond a miss. This is, this is a scientific anomaly. Um, yeah, this is this is something that people should be studying. <laughs> Neuro, neurologists, neurosurgeons should all be looking at this. And going, is there a way we can use this technology? Uh, I'm going to very quickly thank my best friend, Dan Go Miller for pushing you on Twitter. For some reason, that ended up getting you on the show. So thanks, Dan, oh. and thanks for agreeing, Dan. <laughs> my pleasure, I hope. Um, uh, me, too. me too. I've never interviewed somebody for whom a part was written on mm-hmm. TV. Uh-huh. So what was that experience yeah. like beyond having written stuff for yourself for, you know, 15 years? Uh, it was lovely that. and frustrating. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if Paul told you the story. 
Uh, I should listen to him first, so I knew when he. That's fine. No, we don't remember fine. either. So I can contest it. But uh, yeah, because uh, what happened was after uh, Kids in the Hall ended, there was months and months and months and months of, of trying to figure out what to do, mm-hmm. and uh, and eventually it started money started running out, and I thought, oh, and there had been uh, CBS show had been bothering me for a year almost mm-hmm. to do this pilot for CBS that I didn't want to do mm-hmm. and I kept saying and I was one thing I kept saying I don't think I I said I I am old enough for this part but I don't look old enough for this part I see. Mm-hmm. okay and I said I don't think I'm right for this part but they kept pursuing me and eventually uh, all right I'll I'll take this this gig and literally the day after I I you know agreed to do the CBS pilot mm-hmm. Paul called me up <laughs> cuz I met Paul while I was in town doing uh it's Pat a, uh-huh. a while earlier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, called me up and said, Dave, I've written, what are you up to? Because I've written a pilot that I want you to star in it. And uh, I said, well, Paul, I was free until yesterday. <laughs> um, I just agreed to do the CBS pilot uh-huh. and uh, that, I, that I don't really like. And I went down. And so then I went down to L.A. to, to do the, uh, the casting. They were you know, doing the casting for my wife mm-hmm. uh, on the show. And they kept bringing people to be with me. And... Uh, and while we were doing that casting, they basically decided that I wasn't right for the part hmm. and fired me. Hmm. Um, right. Oh, good. And uh, <laughs> so I thought, so I called up Paul and said, hey, have you cast the part of me yet? <laughs> and uh, he's, no, no, he hadn't. Uh, but then CBS executives and the people on this, uh, some other executives, realized, heard I was going to go from a CBS pilot over to an NBC pilot mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. And started calling over there and trying to tell them not to work with me, oh. and started like slandering me. To, oh yeah, to saying you weren't a good actor. Uh, and said I was. Like that, yeah. Said I wasn't a good actor. I didn't get along well with other actors. <laughs> I could never wow. be anything but the wacky next door neighbor. Wow. Uh, and uh, <laughs> all this stuff, and saying he was very. I'm very difficult to work with. Well, that was nice of them. Yeah. Hey, you were there for a total of a day. Did you yeah. Say? Yeah. That was it. That was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. I was there one day. Uh, and uh, and so Paul said, so uh, you know, and I asked, Paul didn't believe it, but he, uh, but Brelstein Company and uh, NBC and uh, Jim Burroughs all got spooked by these reports. Oh wow. wow! So I had to. So then I had to. Uh, then I had to audition to play me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, and Paul and Paul was great. He, uh, I mean, because he said, you know, we I had to suddenly I had to audition for. Uh, Bernie and Brad Gray, mm-hmm. and had to audition for Jim Burroughs, and uh, wow. before we even they'd even take me to network, um, and then, oh. but Paul before that he said, okay, let's get together, and uh, we went over to Paul's house with a uh, uh, great comedy writer and comic actor uh, John Ricci, mm-hmm. and uh, and we rehearsed the scenes and worked the scenes like mm. for a day, yeah, mm. Just really worked on them hard and got them right where Paul wanted everything to be. Uh-huh. So Paul was great. He like really, like, you know, fine tuned everything for me. Nice. But I had yeah, I had to go on an audition for basically for everybody, and then had to go to go to network and go up against another actor and. Wow. And, That's uh, insane. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Do you, I'm just. Curious, do you remember what that CBS pilot was about? Was it just like a standard family thing? It or? was a. It was a high school teacher. Uh, so okay. I was playing the part of a high school teacher. And, yeah, just wondering. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, <laughs> and, it, you... and 
And basically, all the women they kept they were putting up, uh, they were trying to hire. You know the, you know the standard rule of trying to cast a, a wife for the lead male that's way too hot for him. Not, no, not believable. Because um, basically, they all looked like. Uh, you know, they all looked like uh, like pedophiles uh, <laughs> next, next to me because I looked so young. Well, I think for our sakes of news radio, we're glad you got fired then. Uh, yeah. Me too. Because sure. yeah. I love, I mean, Paul's, I mean, I read, I remember reading Paul's pilot and it was, I mean, it was, I mean, it was the best pilot I've, I had ever read and mm -hmm. still one of the best I've ever read. Yeah. I and mean, it was like an amazing pilot script. Uh, uh, do you do you remember like the 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 first day with all the 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 cast like the regular cast like what was like because it oh, seemed yeah. like you guys jive like really really well together. Like, yeah, it was weird, and especially when you consider that Maura Tierney hadn't been hired on the first day of rehearsal. Mm -hmm. Oh, right, yeah. uh, oh. Like that the day she got she was flown in from New York mm -hmm. uh, to wow. test for the network mm -hmm. on on the day on the first day of rehearsal. Uh, wow. and against there were, I think the three other uh, actors came in to read for her part. Oh wow! wow. And uh, so we we did we did those auditions to start the day. Mm -hmm. And this time I didn't get fired uh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> after reading with the other actors. Um, and I think I think I think Paul and I pretty b both really agreed very quickly that Mora was the one to hire. Mm -hmm. That we loved Mora, and. Uh, and then we, uh, then we all, yeah, we all went in, uh, and the first, yeah, the first table read, it just felt like we all, we'd all known each other for years, yeah, wow. immediately, and by the end of that first day of rehearsal, we were all like tight friends. That's wow. got that's that awesome. Given the level of like experience to not experience, going only just mm -hmm. from years in the business, going mm -hmm. from like a Joe Rogan to Phil Hartman. Like mm -hmm. if you, like that's insane mm -hmm. that you all clicked that quickly. Yeah. Although Joe wasn't there that first week. Oh, we, oh right. Oh, what yeah. am I saying? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Somebody was, else who did very well. Uh, uh, yes. Ray, Ray, Ray Romano. <laughs> After was, getting canned. Yeah. Ray Romano was there that first day mm -hmm. in, the, in Joe's part. Mm -hmm. Um, Ironically, Ray Romano ended up going to CBS. Wasn't that what everybody loves? Raymond. Raymond. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. And it did f very well. Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. Uh, he's yeah. Fine. Don't worry I've, about him. I've ridden on his private jet. Uh, wow. He's done much better than me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there's a story Paul Sims tells on one of the commentaries where he actually cut together a VHS clip reel for you based <laughs> off of all your good stuff from Kids in the Hall and anything else just to say, fuck you, he can act, basically. No, oh, right, yes. Yeah, and I yeah. guess he sent that around as well, which I think, that's got to feel good when a creator yeah. show needs you that badly. No, it was great. I mean, Paul was was my hero. Sure. Mm -hmm. and totally, there's no way around it. And he, he really went to bat for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and because it, it was a battle. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, once the uh, once once the the slanders started flying. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. uh, is it true that that's the fastest pilot that Jimmy Burroughs ever shot? I call him Jimmy because you know we're yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know if it was the fastest. Uh, I mean, he works. I mean, Jimmy works fast. Mm -hmm. uh, and you get used to, when you get used to when you get used to shooting with Jimmy. Uh, I can call him Jimmy. Sure, um, <laughs> and I do. Um, you know, because you know, I can. Hu he hugs me when he sees me, so sure. I can call him whatever I want. <laughs> um, uh, but Jimmy uh, is—he's the best. He's just the the best multicam director in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's because he 
from what we can gather, it's just because he likes doing it because the man doesn't need to work ever again. No, he likes the art form. Yeah. And it is an art form, which a lot of people don't really appreciate. Sure. Um, and there aren't that many people left that are great at it. Yeah. Um, but, and Jimmy's the, the best. I mean, I had I worked with another great multicam director, John Blanchard, on Kids in the Hall. Mm-hmm. And I remember we used to come into work after the, the mornings after Cheers episodes would air. And John and I would come in and we would break down the Cheers episode based, like, break down all of Jimmy's shooting. That's amazing. Wow. I love it. Like, we had just talked through it and go, yeah, I remember when he did this and how he had Rhea Perlman walking off in the back corner mm-hmm. and delivering the blow to the whole scene with her back to camera way up, like, way up in the farthest reach of the stage. Mm-hmm. And we were going, yeah, that's the perfect place to do it. No one else would have done that. Right. And wow. we'd break it down and talk about his, like, just the way he used the frame. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know the way he the way he staged actors and the way yeah. he kept things moving. Just zero waste. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and zero fear. Mm-hmm. Like so many, so much, so many uh, multicam directors are just afraid of not getting a shot, mm-hmm. and that they'll get yelled at because mm-hmm. uh, most don't have very. You don't have much power. Yeah. Yeah. In the multicam world as a director, uh, but Jimmy did. But uh, it does, I should say. Sure. Uh, but yeah, but uh, people are you know want to cover everything from every angle, mm-hmm. and they want to make sure they've got you know the, the the phrase I hate hearing is we need to see two eyes, uh-huh. um, <laughs> uh, which is not a not a great you know way to shoot everything, right? Because uh, sometimes a profile shot is funnier than a, than a three quarter shot. Sure. Um, you know sometimes it's just that you know there's there's this geometry to comedy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of if if everything's you know, you have to have everything delivered right into the lens, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lose that geometry. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I get, uh, the cast members of writers uh, that we've talked to here, uh, they have seemed to be in awe of your ability to just read a script once and have it down. Is uh, that, is that, <laughs> is that something like, is that, is that true? Are you able to just like absorb can, it right I, away? I learned, or? I learned stuff pretty quickly once I hear it out loud. Okay. Uh, and part of part of, I think it's part of it's because I'm dyslexic. Mm. Okay. So uh, I reading like like focusing on the page is hard for me. So, but gotcha. if I hear it out, if I read it out loud, actually my reading rate speed goes much faster when I read out loud. Interesting. Okay. When okay. I read quietly, which is I guess a common dyslexic thing. It activates different parts of the brain. Interesting. Um, but once I hear something out loud, I remember it as though it's a conversation I had. And so then when I'm doing the lines, it's like I'm just retelling the conversation that I had. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I learned, I learned very quickly. Which is nice because if I have to keep looking at the script, I screw up. Mm. That's fair. Wow. Yeah. Well, I just, mm. I just remember Vicky and Candy both saying, like, yeah, no, it was just, like, Dave, like, he was funny, he was a genius, but, like, we were all, like, like watching, like, he would just have it once and he had it and we, we're, we're sitting here looking at our script still. It's like. Yeah, yeah well, like, yeah, well, they can all read. <laughs> uh i'm gonna i'm gonna ask, just get this one out of the way because a lot of people want to know it and we have to kind of ask it but uh, the favorite episode question what's your favorite episode oh, of this show favorite episode uh i mean it's kind of a, a uh it's a boring choice because i think it's everyone a lot everyone's favorite episode is the uh the, the smoking episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i also uh the cane, of course. Mm-hmm. Those are the two that everyone says. Sure. I love that episode. 
But I think my emotional, emotionally, my favorite episode is the uh, Titanic yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if that's our funniest episode, but uh, emotionally, it's, I, it's my favorite. Funny though. You know, yeah. I mean, I thought it was brilliant when we were doing it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I and I have really great memories of shooting it, and it's also a, a, emotionally a favorite because it's the last time I saw uh, Phil. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, we went on hiatus the next day. Right. And uh, you know, and none of us would ever see Phil again. Mm-hmm. So that's like that's a strong emotional favorite for me. Do you still have the three D photos you took? I do. Yeah. yeah. I do. do you <laughs> yeah. still take three D photos? Is that still? I, I do. I but now I have a Fuji digital three D. Oh sure, sure. Camera because mm-hmm. it's so hard to get anything processed anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fair. <laughs> I but I still have them. a bunch of I still have about twelve three D cameras. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I just have one. Um, uh, I didn't know they made. What is it called? Oh, I don't even want to talk to you if you don't don't know. know. (laughs) (laughs) It's from the 80s for sure. From the 80s. Oh, it's a Nimslow, isn't it? It's plastic. It's plastic. Are you saying my stocks in Nimslow aren't doing well? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know they made digital ones, though. Yeah, the Fuji has a digital one. Okay. Yeah. And I know, I actually just bought bought a, uh, what's it called? Lucid uh, 3D 180 VR camera. Oh my! Wow. Yeah, so that nice. I'm trying to figure out how to use that in some way creatively. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yes. I just got to go back uh, uh, no. uh, with the when you talk about the table read and just everybody like clicking. Uh, did when did you know that the show was going to work? Like when? Uh, never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Uh, at the end of every season, we didn't know if it was working because mm-hmm. uh, we never knew if we were going to get picked up. Uh, that's why. That's why we. That's why we did season. We did series finales every year. Uh-huh. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a big show at the end of each season for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, because we figured we were coming back, so there's yeah. there's kind of. That was pure joy for us watching, though. I mean, yeah. at the very least, there's yeah. that element to it where it's just it. It felt like a nice celebration of everything you guys had done. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and and a celebration and just and also just to fuck you. Of course, you know. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, just says we're you know we're just gonna do whatever pleases us. Yeah. And and uh, which was you know, it was it was fun because it, it was for, especially for me because it was very much in the same mindset that I'd come out of with the kids in the hall all those mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. you know or the you know the kids in the hall we just always just did whatever we wanted to do and mm-hmm. and so then I got to work on the show with people who had that same kind of attitude to it yeah who cares if it's a sitcom we can be surreal whatever yeah there were no that's we so fun yeah no we didn't follow any rules and and yeah and, and Paul didn't care what anyone thought of it except for himself you know that show I didn't really yeah. it's didn't None of the parts were sitcom parts, though. I mean, so mm-hmm. many sketch actors, a, a, a stage actor, a stand-up, eventually, uh, guys who wrote for Late Night, guys who wrote for Sketch, SNL. It's not a lot of sitcom. Maybe that's typical, though. I, maybe mm-hmm. I'm just making a weird generalization, but it just felt like because of that, those elements combined made a very weird show. I mean, was that inevitable, do you think? Um, well, I think I think it was... I mean, I think it all radiates out from Paul Sims mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the choices he made in casting, the choices he made in putting together the writing staff. I mean, the fact that the fact that we all like fell in love so fast mm-hmm. with each other, not just not and not just 
the cast, but the writing staff as well. Mm -hmm. And the fact that there was such a, a an overlap between the writing staff and the cast, which doesn't happen on most mm -hmm. shows. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you, you're lucky if the if the cast knows the writing staff. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. You know, yeah. but we actually. But you know, we just we we all lived in each other's hip pocket, you know, for the whole <laughs> run of that show. Did you ever play any of the video games with the writers? Because we I never did because I never I never got into uh, I I missed the start of video games and I could never mm -hmm. get on board because uh, I unf I unfortunately started having sex just as video games were coming out. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I couldn't, you know. You had to pick. That's, yeah, fair. yeah. That's fair. And uh, I chose poorly. Yeah, and I wasn't, you know. And once you're having, you're not made welcome in the video community, video right, game community. Right, right. Once you're having sex. What does it mean about me that I did neither in high school? Um, yeah, because that that does seem to be one thing anybody ever talks about the road. I mean, you must have seen it though. Like you must have seen. This oh, weird oh my cave god! Oh yeah. From a distance. Oh yeah. Yeah. And heard the stories, and because yeah, because basically you. You know the staff would mostly mostly would talk about their doom scores. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, and you know, and they would yeah, because they because you know they spent a lot of time waiting for Paul. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. God, that's, they that's, still talk about those doom scores sometimes. They yeah. do, like here. Yeah. <laughs> and they talk about that weight, which I don't understand how a show as put together as it seems got made every week. Uh, I don't understand. It, it was chaotic. Yeah. It was incredibly chaotic. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was there some joy in that? There was though? no script. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was fun. There was. I mean, because there was. Yeah, Friday nights. There was never a, a script for Monday morning. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the, the staff would have to wait around for Paul to show up, and then <laughs> Paul would break a story in the middle of the night, uh -huh. and then they would then they would write furiously and until uh, Monday morning at ten a.m. Mm -hmm. And wow. they'd still be writing right like pretty much as as we're pulling into the parking lot, they're just finishing the script. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you get some hot copies of your script. Yeah, and they would and they would usually be uh ridiculously long. Yep. Uh yep. and you'd be looking at it going, Okay, well all that's gonna go away. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh and uh so eventually we stopped we stopped even rehearsing those Monday scripts. We just read them and get notes on them and then we'd all go home and, <laughs> and uh tuesday and then tuesday usually paul would have rewritten everything mm -hmm. you know it'd be an entire almost an entirely new script for the tuesday holy shit and uh and then we'd rehearse tuesday and then usually by the wednesday it would be an almost entirely new script again mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean we used to get like 40 new pages a day uh oh. Wow. So, so that's where it came in really handy to be able to learn them fast. Yeah, because <laughs> especially like for the first season, I was in almost every page. Right. Mm -hmm. You know. Right. So, uh, there was a lot to learn. Do you, Do you uh, uh, the the pilot episode? Do you remember that being tricky at all? Just because I just I, I remember the entire episode is basically you walking through different parts of the news station, and that's just following yeah. you the whole time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was great. I loved. It was so fluid. And yeah, and I felt like I was always moving. Mm -hmm. I was tired <laughs> at the end of it. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely. I loved, you know, as I said, the way you know uh, Jimmy staged everything was for me was just perfect. Cause I loved I loved uh, constantly being in motion and constantly mm -hmm. like basically just ping pong off of all the diff all the characters. Mm -hmm. So it was like every time I would turn around, there'd be someone there to deal with, and yeah. you know, and they were and they were 
giving a sense a physical sense of the of what the show would be mm-hmm. you know yeah did you find yourself more attracted to the script as a whole or were you like oh no this is a fun part to play was it a mix of stuff i'm curious i think the script as a whole really mm-hmm. you know it was for me it was it was more just like uh, finding like all the characters were so well realized and the, and and i liked when i read the script that, that there was not one discernible joke yeah, in the dialogue, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know that all the, all the comedy, all the laughs came really came out of like real sounding dialogue mm-hmm. and yeah. real people talking, and yeah, you couldn't. There was no setup punchline in the entire script. Do you like the pressure of making that funny? Uh, oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, I love where yeah where it's about, you know, you have to you you have to know how to time mm-hmm. the comedy uh-huh. if you're if there are no jokes. Yeah. You know, if there's no just if there's, if there's no moment where you're telegraphing to the audience, you laugh here. Uh-huh. Uh, then you have to, everyone has to have timing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, which thank God everyone on news radio had great timing. Sure, or, yeah. you know, it's like Jimmy always said he could go to he could go to anyone in that cast for a laugh. Yeah, which he said was you know, only true of like he said that was true of Friends too. But. Mm-hmm. Was it? Uh, I mean, obviously you love working with all of them, but was there any cast member in particular that you really love doing scenes with? Uh, I uh, all of them for different reasons. Okay. Um, I mean, I uh, there were I always had a really nice time uh, doing the scenes with uh, Steve Root, mm-hmm. where we'd we'd have sort of a heart to hearts kind mm-hmm. of, but, but a news radio version of a heart to heart conversation. Uh-huh. Um, so an insane one. Yeah, just because yeah. uh, you know, those were always fun because I think Steve Root's the best character actor I've ever seen. Oh, I know. So it was, he's amazing. Yeah, so it was always just amazing to be on to be able to do a scene just with Steven and mm-hmm. and watch him work. Um, uh, I loved I loved the scenes where I got to kiss Mora. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, sure. Because that was nice because I hadn't hadn't done that in a long time. Right. Uh, it was you know, it's when you're coming out of a bad you know long bad marriage. It's mm-hmm. nice to suddenly get, go to work and ha- get to kiss someone that's you know as nice as Mora. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She actually uh, recently in a uh, an August interview at Vanity Fair, Mora actually said, "You know, if they ever made a movie about me, I want Dave Foley to play me because he's hilarious and he looks good in a dress." That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll start writing the Mora Tierney story. Now. <laughs> You then get to cast, I would assume you get to cast the people on ER and stuff that you get to make. I'm assuming she made out with some people on ER, right? So you I guess so, to, yeah. Who'd you cast as you then to make out with? Oh, to make out with? Yeah, oh. on the news radio set in this mm. terrible flashback that's going to happen. <laughs> oh, let's see. Who do I want to make out with? <laughs> that, that, that could convincingly play you. Hmm. Other than Isabella Rossellini. We've gone over this. this All right, I'll go, with, I'll go with... Uh, I'll cast Trisha Helfer to play me then. Okay. Uh, right. There. That's fair. Wait for it, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's take a quick break. Okay. And we're back. Alan. Sorry. We're back. How dare you? I know. How dare you? I got type 1 diabetes again. How dare you? <laughs> um, <laughs> how about a favorite moment on the show to play? And just a Dave moment. Because... I don't know, like, it, and it could be an insane moment. It could be an emotional moment for Dave. Oh, geez, it's hard. My memory's uh, not that great. That's fine. That's uh, fine. Because I never watched the show. Sure. Uh, <laughs> are you? A, I don't I like got... to watch myself, person. And not that I don't like to watch myself. I'm just not interested. Okay. Uh, Fair. Because I, you know, I was, I was there when we you were shot there. it yeah. usually. Mm-hmm. And also, I found, yeah. yeah, found that one of the things I learned quickly on news radio was that there's no real advantage in watching it. 
because mm-hmm. uh, especially for me because I'm so used to being so in control of everything on, mm. on kids that I didn't have that kind of control on news radio so it would just be frustrating to watch mm. okay he's like oh I'd have done that different oh yeah, I'd have yeah, changed yeah. that that edit would be different mm-hmm. I'd have, you know I'd have, you know and, and, you know so it's like I thought oh no, it's better to just wait so now whenever whenever I occasionally see an episode mm-hmm. uh, I can watch it and just enjoy it when you finally directed an episode did that change at all did you feel like you had the control you needed uh, I, well, I had the control. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have that week was a script. Ooh, yep. uh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, right. God. <laughs> until we literally, we came in, yeah, we, uh, at that point, yeah, that was the last year of the show. And yeah. we had stopped, we had stopped working at all on Mondays because there was never a script on Mondays. Fair. And Paul, Paul had gone, had left to right. work on something else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we, so that, the week I was directing, uh, we didn't really have a script until camera blocking day, uh, which was Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> Way and to pull that together. That was, yeah, yeah for real. So Thursday, I kind of finally had, got the script. And that morning, I had done Celebrity uh, Celebrity uh, Jeopardy. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> Is because you knew you had the time to do it? No, it would no, all okay, been, it just happened. But, yeah, all right. ahead of time. And, uh, and then... Uh, and then so so yeah so that Thursday was spent trying to take like a ninety-page script and turn it wow. into a turn it into a oh you know a, a forty-five-page script. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> did, uh huh. So that was a, so that was an exhausting week. Is that why uh, you only did one episode for uh, directing? That or? that we got canceled. That was the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's another. And I put because I put off directing because I kept I was always worried that it would disrupt mm. uh, like the, the chemistry, but. In the cast, the ensemble of one, of, you know, if I was directing, mm-hmm. are you the so only cast have... member who ended up directing an episode? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Okay, is and that? They, I mean, we talked about it all the way through the, the series, but yeah. I, I kept saying, "Oh, I, I don't want to risk, you know, the disruption of it." Was sure. it okay because the chemistry was already a little weird because of it, the new cast, like that? And also, I figured this is probably the last season, yeah. so I want to get it, get it, get mm-hmm. it in there, you know, get that experience. That's fair. Yeah. Was it? I, but was it satisfying at the end of it? It was. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, it was. Because I mean, it's still. I mean, it's still getting to, you know, getting to work with you know the most amazing cast on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so uh, so that was fun. Were you? I mean, I don't. It's, I just always baffles me if you can direct yourself. Like, how does that? I mean, you been on the show for this many seasons uh, so you might have known no, it but i don't it's easy because i'm so good Fair. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what i will exactly accept what that I answer want. yeah <laughs> i know exactly what i want from me and i know how to give me what i need yeah um we actually talked about uh how the dave nelson character really started from like hopeful and then through the seasons he really just descends into madness mm-hmm. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. now sure. Do you do you remember was that a, something on purpose or is it something that naturally happened? Do you? I think it just naturally happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I always, I always, I've always said that that Dave Nelson is a an amalgam of me and Paul Sims, mm-hmm. mm. and basically week to week, it just depended on who the writing staff wanted to make fun of more. <laughs> 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 That's the basis of it. <laughs> how do you feel about how the whole show ended? Because I mean, it had to end. Um, it's a weird final episode. I like it, but 
It is weird. It, well, it's weird. It's and part of the weirdness of it is that Paul was leaving open the option of doing yeah. more. Yeah, mm. it's less uh, of a closed than the last two seasons were. You know. Yeah, it was actually almost creating. It was basically almost creating a spinoff with the same cast. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, which is a weird concept. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, the idea was that if that if NBC didn't cancel us, that we would pick the show up again, but we would pick it up. As in a small town newspaper, mm -hmm. wow. you know, we, yeah. we would have all have moved somewhere upstate New York, wherever it was. Everyone was Vermont, going to yeah. Vermont. It was mm -hmm. Vermont. They were all or, wait, Vermont or New Hampshire? I can't remember. Vermont. Vermont. It was New Hampshire. I think it was sure. Let's say New Hampshire. Yeah. Why do I think really it's Connecticut? Uh, you know what? Know. Then who fucking cares? It <laughs> yeah. New, New England. It was. <laughs> it was outside of Manhattan. Yeah. Yes. There we go. It could have been Brooklyn. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In those days, that was alien enough. Mm -hmm. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, that was the idea: is that it would that they would, we were just going to transpose the whole thing to a kind of a rural setting. Wow. Was you know? the feeling I, that on the off chance it got picked up, you guys would have all come back? I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, he has written questions. I mean, I'm I, I, I pulling these out of my ass. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> well, no, I mean, as long as we're like in the the, the fifth season, like uh, I, as viewers, I don't think we notice. I mean, obviously Phil wasn't there, but yeah. the 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 change. How did that when you guys got on set, like coming back, like how was that? Yeah, I mean, it was this different. We were also shooting in a different studio, which mm -hmm. was different. Uh, so we had nicer dressing rooms. Nice. Ooh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Uh, and the, the roof didn't leak as much. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, it was definitely, I mean, definitely, uh, it was different. It's not like John John Lovitz wasn't a stranger to us. He'd been right. on the show before, mm -hmm. right. you know, several times okay. and had been around. And, I mean, I you know, and I'd sort of known John peripherally for years. Um, uh, what was the question part? Uh, I don't think I finished it. Uh, <laughs> oh, <all right. laughs> You were just uh, wanting to know how, uh, how, how different it, it was. How, yeah, yeah how, how it felt in terms of like the new dynamic. Um, well, I, I mean, obviously, the the first hurdle was getting over the first episode. Absolutely, yeah. uh, which was uh, which was uh, which I'm very I'm very proud of how we did that. It's beautiful. it's really yeah. It's it's not an easy thing to do in a multicam, and that, that no. Really and it, worked and it well. was a and it really was a group effort. It was a script. I mean, Paul wrote wrote a, wrote a, the script the, and. But then was very open to everyone's input through the week of rehearsal as we were mm -hmm. going through it, and you know people because it meant so much to everybody. Sure. Yeah. So people would say, you know, I, I think we really need this element. Okay. Like mm. was talk at, at one point, candy didn't come in till very, very late in the episode, mm -hmm. um, and then we said, no, she's got to come in earlier and yeah. be a part of this with us. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, just a lot of little finessing. And the fact everyone, I think everyone kind of, you know, burrowed into doing the work all the way through the week and ignored the, the, the emotional content of it. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, I'm, so we got past that, and that was, uh, um, I, as I said, I'm very proud of, of what we did there. Yeah. Um, you know, honored Phil yeah. as yeah. best we could. Um, and then it was, yeah, it was just, I mean, there was, you know, a number of... Uh, you know, new things. We also had uh, Patrick Warburton's 
Johnny arc. Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was fun. Yeah. You know, it was really fun to have Patrick on the show. And so there were new elements that came in that made it, you know, that, that were really fun for us to work with. Mm-hmm. But obviously it was very, uh, it was obviously very different. Um, I think we did, I think we still did some really good work in that oh, yeah. last year. I think that, I think that year gets a little bit uh, overly maligned I think yeah mm. uh, yes it does um, and uh, you know and, and Paul was was kind of uh, arm's length from the show that year mm-hmm. which I think made a big difference because the show he was you know very much the, the right. core of everything yeah mm-hmm. uh, I just want to actually read somebody wanted to know oh yeah uh, we have some on Twitter questions. I'll ask this mm-hmm. yeah uh, was there an idea that you wish they would have done? Uh, actually, this, this is not phrased very well. Uh, <laughs> is there an idea you would have wish you would have been able to do in uh, for the arcs in season six, if there was a season six? Uh, I mean, obviously, you knew the the radio, uh, the station, would be a newspaper now and in a small town, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I didn't really think of any story. I, I think I would I would have liked Dave and Lisa to get back together. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know. Just because that was nice for me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when she was marrying Johnny Johnson, there was a part I thought it was going to turn. And it was going to be her mm-hmm. and Dave getting married. And then, yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> I mean, for any of us who related to Dave Nelson's nerdiness and the fact that he got to make out with Lisa, mm-hmm. I think we were all rooting for for mm-hmm. Dave to do yeah. well. So yeah, you know, yeah. thanks for representing us. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there were there were moments. I think there was the was it the fire episode. Mm-hmm. Where Dave and Lisa have sex while the, while the building is burning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I want to pull up some what? voicemails from some people. Okay. We're going to have to take right. a break to do that, though. Well, hey, that WNYX. This is Jimmy James, your esteemed owner, proprietor. All right. Okay. I don't know how this uh, <clears throat> Google thing works uh, <clears throat> for, for elementary radio technology myself. But we're talking to Dave Foley. Here's a couple of questions. You might want to ask, one, you can do it all over again if you do anything differently. Standard question, but you never know. Could yield an interesting answer. Two, as far as the news radio family staying in touch goes, does Joe Rogan uh, get in on that, or is he kind of off in his own world, you know? Something else I was curious. Would you say he's um, tighter with the news radio peeps or the uh, kids in the hall peeps? Now, granted... You just said to somebody, they're not going to want to say anything negative about anybody else. So, uh, you know, may want to praise that one particularly. Yeah, yeah. sure. Why not? <laughs> I've lost track. Well, I forgot the first part. <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> would I do anything differently? No, yeah, I, no, no, I wouldn't. I know. I think I, think I'm, I, think I would have, uh, no. It's like the, everything. I wish I'd, I wish I'd really uh, appreciated how much fun I was having while I was mm-hmm. having it. You know, That's always the case, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Would but, it, oh yeah. sorry. But I was gonna say, but I think I think it's that that's the nature of doing doing a good job though is that you is that you is you fuss over it and you mm-hmm. you make yourself miserable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we got another uh, question. Would well, um, would you be up for a reunion special? Oh my God, yeah, in an, in an instant. Because uh, yeah. well, that other part of that question, are we still tight? Yeah, but I think even if even we don't even when we don't see each other that much, I think all the news radio casts still feel. Like we're family, mm-hmm. and that that, uh, that that even includes Andy, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um, and and definitely Joe. I mean, Joe is actually uh, 
I actually just saw jo- it was on Joe's podcast just a little while ago mm-hmm. and talk you know and you know exchange texts and stuff um, cool. so I like Joe very much um, but you know I see Steve you know Steve fairly often I haven't seen more in a while mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think she's doing a play in town I think I'm gonna go see that mm. nice yeah I think she's doing something called Witch mm. oh at I've the heard Geffen. of that yeah, I just heard it on NPR. They were talking about it, so I now I gotta go see that. Awesome. Um, but that's well, what it was the question again. No, it was supposed to be up for a reunion special. You well, yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to do a, a reunion with, the, with them. I don't know if anyone cares though. We, well, <laughs> we mean, do. We, we've been pushing listens, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how other. Yeah, it's fine. We, we want yeah. to see it. We want to see it. Happen. Yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you could have input as to what. Uh, what your character would be doing um, for a reunion episode? What do you have like a vision of where he might be at now? Uh, not in the least. I haven't haven't thought about it. All right. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you think? Um, <laughs> I really want to see him still at the desk twenty years later, trying to decide whether or not he's going to New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> All I know, I, I yeah, hope still I still have those those computer printouts, uh-huh. those green, green uh, spreadsheets. <laughs> that I never in five years never figured out what was on them, uh, but just sat there for years, just, just pretending. Oh, yeah, sure. oh. Mm-hmm. yeah, no yeah. idea what they were filling about. this out. Yeah, I guess maybe I'll learn how to, Yeah, maybe Dave learns to actually read a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, more? These all from Twitter. This is Twitter. Yeah, oh, okay. at Ketones, uh, at Keto, uh, Tunes, not to, uh, What was the inspiration and preparation for trying to play a, play farm boy in the big city role? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I guess the best preparation was actually uh, being one mm-hmm. <laughs> in uh, real life. Yeah. Because I lived for I lived I from nine to fourteen I lived in a town of a thousand people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I lived in the country. Yeah. Uh, and uh, all my friends were farmers, and you know, so that was uh, very much a part of my life experience. It's fair. Hey, yeah. Have you ever been to Wisconsin? Is it- I have uh, <laughs> since the show ended. Since the show ended. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Wisconsin doing uh, doing stand up and. Uh, I think with the kids in the hall, and and also mm-hmm. with uh, this uh, who's who's live anyway tour that I've been doing lately. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Very so cool. I've been to Wisconsin a few times with them. Uh, uh, do you want me to do another, the other voice? We have two more well, voicemails. Yeah. Is go, the other one still ahead. playing? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh. It's almost a fourth of the way through. Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickert, Jason Klom, and Jen, who lives on the ether. Our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. You can also send snail mail to Stolen Dress Entertainment, P.O. Box 805, Burbank, California, 91503. Subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast outlet. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio, or find everything in one place at WNYXNewsRadio.com. Thanks, Joe. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Big day today, Dave. (laughs) 